the Civil War was disruptive to the Naval Academy. The upper three classes were almost immediately detached and ordered to sea. The remaining midshipmen were picked up by the USS Constitution and sailed underway to the temporary location of Fort Adams in Newport, Rhode Island. We are now joined by Claude Barabee, the director of the museum, for the details. The Naval Academy Museum has a wonderful collection not only of artifacts from the Navy, of manuscripts as we've seen in previous episodes of 100 Objects, but also of portraits. The two portraits you're going to see today are of James Harmon Ward and his wife. The one behind me is of uh, James Harmon Ward in the 1840s. Uh, Ward had been educated in Norwich, Vermont before joining the Navy in 1823 and would go on to serve in the Navy and in the 1830s becomes an instructor at the Philadelphia Navy School on gunnery issues. In October of 1845, he arrives at the United States Naval Academy as one of the first uh, founders, one of the first five individuals to come here to serve. He's teaching gunnery, but he's also serving as executive officer. The significance of this is because the executive officer position becomes known as the Commandant of Midshipmen, and we have had a Commandant of Midshipmen since then. James Harmon Ward, in, at the beginning of uh, the Mexican-American War, is given command of the USS Cumberland. He commands her for the duration of the war, and at the outbreak of the Civil War, he is given command of a small flotilla on the Chesapeake Bay. On June 25, 1861, James Harmon Ward is commanding that flotilla off Matthias Point near King George County, Virginia. He is sighting uh, the bow gun for his ship to provide support for his forces that are trying to be extracted. He was very close in shore, and as he's sighting that gun, he's struck by a bullet, mortally wounding him an hour later. James Harmon Ward is uh, later recognized with a ship, the USS Ward, as well as one of the fortifications during the Civil War, the Fort Ward you can visit today in Alexandria, Virginia. The Civil War wasn't only about Army officers from West Point fighting one another. There are plenty of stories, especially told in James Robbins' book, Last in Their Class, Custer Pickett and the Goats of West Point, where uh, classmates and friends would later meet each other in battle. The same was true for the United States Naval Academy. In fact, about 23% of the alumni, 155 out of 669, would eventually go south. Uh, probably the most a uh, populist class to have an impact on the Confederate Navy was the class of 1847. Uh, in it you had John Kell who commands the CSS Alabama, uh, John uh, Brooks uh, who becomes the, uh, who uh, takes over the plans uh, on redesigning the USS Merrimack to become the CSS Virginia. William Parker, class of 47, would command there, would become the superintendent of the Confederate Naval Academy. And Hunter Davidson, uh, class of 40, uh, 1847 as well, serves on the CSS Virginia. And interestingly enough, while he was at the academy, he was teaching at the time of the outbreak and was living with a freed black man uh, at the, here at the academy. James Waddell, class of 1847 also, would command the, the CSS Shenandoah. The first midshipman uh, from South Carolina began resigning even before the state's secession from the Union on December 20th, 1860. And over the next six months, 
you would have 14 members of the class of 1861, 13 members of 62, 24 of 63, 35 of, of the class of 64 all resign and go south. So it was uh, divisive, not only for the country, but for the Naval Academy itself. And we see that with the sacrifice of James Harmon Ward. The midshipmen were later returned to the Naval Academy in the summer of 1865 after the formal end of the war. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast, and we hope to see you soon at the Naval Academy Museum so you can see this exhibit for yourself.